Hello, um, good morning, afternoon, good evening, what, uh, whatever time it is when you're listening. Welcome to Naughty by Nurture, a podcast uh, made by marketers for marketers. I heard you laugh there. Wait till I bring you to the stage. You're, you're spoiling the, the suspense here. Um, <laughs> Naughty by Nurture. Uh, it's a, uh, a podcast made by marketers for marketers, uh, but also first and foremost for genuine people, because uh, as I understand it, uh, marketers are genuine people. Um, I'm Gavin Lojani, uh, Head of Strategy and Insight at Dot Digital. And to be honest, this this sort of thing sort of grew out of the fact that I'm always telling people, um, anyone who listen really, that you've got to know um, the, the people you're marketing, marketing to better um, to, to, to make more of an impact. You know, you've got to think about the people on the other side of the, uh, the laptop screen, you know, on the phone, whatever you're sort of using to connect with people. Um, after all, if you don't know your customers, you can't give them what they want. So uh, with that in mind, one of the key aspects of this is for me to get to, to know the, uh, the guests that I get to come along a little bit better, um, get to know what makes them tick, um, ask them to, uh, for some killer insights on the world of marketing and on their chosen topic, um, which uh, leads us again to the uh, to the name of the podcast, which you've been laughing at, um, Naughty by Nurture. It's not my idea. It wasn't my idea. Um, and maybe we'll have the, the, the person who uh, came up with it um, on. But um, I think it pretty much sums up what this is all about really, really well. Um, it's a bit cheeky, it's a bit fun, but ultimately what we're here to do is, you know, figure out how best to nurture our customers in the right way. So with that being said, um, let me bring the, uh, the already noisy, um, guests to the, to the, to the front. Um, and we have James White from Nosto. Hey Gav, thanks for that. Sorry for interrupting. Your <laughs> it, it's, it's all right. I expect, uh, nothing less from you, um, I just so, didn't know that uh, name, and I think it's an awesome name. I've been doing this on purpose. So I haven't been telling people the name um, to see what they think. Um, I've told you know people internally what the name is because obviously we've got to market this thing. Um, but the the guests I haven't been telling it's not going to last through to 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 the second season if we make it that far. Um, but for the first season, it's it surprised a few people. So uh, so you like it? Yeah, good, good. Okay, um, right. It's time for you to intro yourself because I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, you, you'll, you'll, do, you'll do a better job than me. So over to you. Maybe. Um, yeah. So thanks very much for having me on. Um, my name's James. As Gav said, I head up the UK team uh, at Nosto. Um, I'm not going to spend too much talking about them, but you can Google Nosto personalization. We do personalization for e-commerce retailers. It's really cool. We work with some sick brands, but I'll let you check out and we'll carry on with a more normal conversation for the rest of the the podcast um i get up because of my job actually and i do really love it i also get up because i have a dog um i'm probably <laughs> going to get up more regularly because i have uh, a partner who is due in january with a baby boy so that will get oh me my god i didn't yeah. know no no oh don't, worry, don't worry yeah so that'll get me up Congrats. far more regularly than i would want to get up um and yeah i've brought along today my colleague millie uh, she joined the team just over a year ago as a grad, and she's been smashing it as a as a marketeer. Uh, so I'm not a marketeer; I'm a failed marketeer, I would say, who went into sales. <laughs> but Millie is a successful 
um, marketeer who's going to probably lead the marketing part of, of Anosto's contribution to this podcast. Um, and yeah, Millie is a great example that, you know, starting off in industry um, where it's, yeah, I guess there's a lot to learn. She's picked up really quickly. And in a global pandemic, she's she's been working uh, with our wider marketing team on a on a marketing strategy that's really had to change. And we'll talk about that a bit later on. But yeah, that's that's who I am and why I'm here and also why Millie's here. I, I, I can't get over the fact that you've just thrown that at me, that you're uh, you're, you're expecting a little one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's great. I was I was all ready to start talking about dogs and comparing you know, stories about dogs as I I got a dog over over lockdown, and I was like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to speak about that. But you've just okay. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We've yeah. okay. I, you you throw me completely now. Um, let's 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 um. She's been very quiet, unlike you, yeah. um, in the lead up. So let's let's bring Millie in. Millie, you can speak now. You're allowed to speak. Hi, I so. didn't want to interrupt. James was on a roll there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the marketing coordinator for UK and Nordics or for Nosto. Um, again, I don't have to go into that too much. We're finished. We do. <laughs> we can talk about Nosto. It's fine. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it, it's the reason why I know you guys. So that's, uh, that's it's okay. We can, we can talk about the connection. What? But... Um, but um, I, I, again, you you throw me, you throw me there, James. Um, okay, let's 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 talk about uh, let's talk about the dog. So, what what dog have you got? Uh, I've got a black Labrador called Panda. Oh, it's very called Panda. Yeah. Oh, and she's got oh. little white spots on her on her on her paws, which are like the pandery parts, and then uh, yeah, a little white white bit in her tail. Which you can't really see unless you know where it is. But yeah, she's 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 pretty cool. She's pretty sick. How old? She is now seven months old. She was actually born in April, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I've yeah. Uh, I just picked up a um. Well, I say just. It's it's been a little while now. He's uh he's four and a half months. A miniature Schnauzer called Gus. Cute. Gus. Legend. What a yeah. name. Yeah. That's going yeah, on my baby name list right now. Gus. <laughs> Gus is a great name. And actually, I was speaking to my 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 nan about this. She um she's she's uh, she's always had dogs from like seventeen, and she was saying, Gus, I really like the name. It's unusual. Is it short for anything? And I had to think about it. It's probably like Augustus or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do Do you guys remember Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, Gustav. Isn't that another one? August Starve. No, yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably something like that, right? Okay. Yeah. But it, oh, well, I chose okay. it because it's it's yeah, exactly. It's an old it's like an old person's name and these miniature schnauzers have um they've got beards and you know the, when they get sort of schnauzer cuts they like have like furrowing eyebrows and you know with the beard beard as I said they and they just look like old people. So I thought he needs an old mad name. I love like the best button of the dog world. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to get any younger though. He's just going to get more old, grumpy, and grey. That's uh, that's it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I've got to ask you, Millie. Have you got any pets? I can't leave you out. I was going to say I I have pets like at home. I'll see you this Christmas. But I had a roommate over summer. I've just moved, and she had some fish. Um, one was called Alfonso, and he had a particular personality. And I'm doing this fish, so I've been thinking about getting some. 
Um, but I go to the enough because I, I kill every house plant I get and I don't think it's fair to bring a pet into the situation, to be honest. But we're working on it. Just I mean, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. You can't compare plants to pets they're completely different i mean i i've got a load of plants and um so me and my girlfriend you know moved in and um we both had lots of plants and bringing that together was like where are all these plants gonna go yeah um and that you make them you make it work and it they're not so difficult to to keep you know there's a lot of plants that you don't kill off very quickly yeah you know there's, there's some plants that actually, if you kill them, it's because you've been really trying to do that. To give you some you know, Yeah, I've managed to keep yeah. practice before, so I really am next level when it comes to plants. So I'm, yeah, this, uh, this was my okay. tester plant and it's not gone very well, but yeah. I think, okay. I guess, like, there's, like, a scale of, like, maintaining life outside of yourself. I guess, like, a baby, like, a human baby is, like, 10, and plants <laughs> are probably, like one two maybe three at a push and but i think pet, like in the middle somewhere baby, yeah so was that what you say billy i was gonna say a baby will scream its head off if you haven't fed it or watered it or whatever whereas a plant just sits there until it's dead so yeah but i mean you've got to use the visual aids as well because sometimes a baby doesn't cry so you can see something going on and if the plant if the plant is limp and it's going yellow I mean, you've got to do something before that point. I've got a lot to yeah, do. Millie, you don't just look at it. You don't just look at it. That's the time to step in. I know. Yeah. I know. I think I think we can we can we might be able to have a plant corner on this. Um at Dot Digital, we've got um a Slack group for, for plants as well, so for, for green fingered people. Yeah. Um and you don't you know, you could you can learn you can learn the skill to looking after plants. And as I said, there's some that you just really you should be able to kill. Like a like I think it's called like a snake plant. I forget the sort of Latin name for it, but mm. a snake plant. If you kill off one of those things, you're really trying to do that. Maybe I should try one of them next. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, I'll I'll send you I'll send you a link, um, and you can get that. You can get a plant. Um, okay, so enough about plants. Fish. I have fish as well. We have fish. What kind? And a couple of them. Well, they're um they're uh, um guppies. Oh, I love them. Um, and we had more before. We had a few more before. Um, there was like a um a uh, sort of fighting fish. We had one. And um, I mean, he's Hadley passed, and in the move as well. I think they didn't have such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, and it, we, we were focusing more on the dog, and um, yeah, we should probably sort of um, start back up again with the aquarium. But the guppies are quite uh, cool. I just googled them; they've got massive fan tails. Don't they grow yeah, as yeah. large as their tank is? Like they can increase in size like exponentially. Or am I making that up? Is that another fish? possibly i mean you're asking the wrong person i'm not the fish person i feel like um, yeah, that's, really that's my girlfriend yeah yeah or or, or are you thinking of koi carp maybe yeah, I koi don't. Carp, they eat, like they grow a lot and they're horrible yeah though i like them i, I like those things <clears throat> like big golf in the wild but they grow like crazy don't they yeah yeah they do i, I love i love that sort of thing yeah um, we we could talk forever about pets. Marketing podcast <laughs> um, digressed into a fish podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it has. But I mean, look, this is the whole point. I've got to know you guys better. I've I, I know that you can't trust Millie to look after your plants. No. 
Um, and you know, James is 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 going to be a dad. You're going to be a dad. I know. Don't don't say that. It's scary, isn't it? It's quite scary. Yeah. And the fact that it's scaring yeah. a lot of people that I tell is actually making me even more scared. <laughs> it's not it's not scaring me that you're gonna be a dad. It's it's just like it just hit me out of out of the blue. Um but yeah, congratulations. Me too. Me too. Congrats. Congrats. Nice. Right, okay, okay. Well well, well I mean that might, might weave into um to, to what we're talking about. Um <clears throat> but um let's let's get into your topic of discussion. So everyone everyone comes along. They've got something they want to talk about. Uh, it could be something they want to get off their chest, or you know, just something general in, in in marketing. So, so over to you guys. What what have you uh, what you bring into the table here? So, I guess Millie and I talked a little bit about this earlier, and we'll mm. I guess we can share the responsibility of discussing it in more detail. But the I think the biggest part is that in the last well well since kind of March time, I guess whenever we went into lockdown. Yeah. Kind of starting mm-hmm. the year with all these grand plans for uh, Nosto's marketing strategy and our UK marketing strategy. And now, obviously, all the plans, rule books were ripped up. No one has a clue how to market their business in, in a global pandemic that we haven't faced since the Spanish plague or flu, whatever it was. So they didn't even have marketing yeah. apart from a, you know, a board outside your shop. And it would have been some form of marketing, right? Yeah, that's technically marketing. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the, that's the topic is which you might have been covered already. I don't know. Hopefully not in too much detail, but we'll look at it differently. No, no of course. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, where, we're, it, where we're at. Okay. All right. So let, let's. I mean, kick kick us off. Kick us off. I will. I will happily jump in. But you know, it's it's one of those things that um, that uh, I was I was talking about quite a lot with people, um, and the fact that they need to be agile. Um, and I hate I hate sort of throwing uh, sort of predictions out there. You know, things you need to look out for in the, in the next year. And and this year, I say this year. This this won't be coming out this year. Um, <laughs> In in 2020, um, any sort of predictions you had, you might as well have just thrown them away because it was unpredictable, right? And like, I guess that's that's why you sort of brought this to the table. I, I love that. Unprecedented, as many people like to say. Oh, you've said it. You said it. If yeah. if you guys are playing a drinking game, when when you know we have, we say buzzwords, then yeah, take a shot. Unprecedented. You said it. <laughs> yeah, Millie, why don't you take us away? What what are the on, on one hand, we were kind of lucky in the sense that we'd been putting out some really good content and it was getting good attention. So we decided that we didn't mm-hmm. want to be creating evergreen content throughout the year anyway. But we had right. also committed to these huge trade shows that, you know, they cost a lot of money and it's a lot of organization. You spend a lot of time um, before the event thinking about it, a lot of time dedicated to it, a lot of resources in many ways. And then obviously that was like, it's not happening. As in like, you should have been flying out next week and you can't get your money back. And like James says, that like chaos. And it was like, essentially you had to pivot. But at the same time, you've got everything else going on as a chaos. Like, where are we moving out of London? Are we doing? And there was that period of time that was just like a bit mental for everyone I think and so rather than trying to like slam forward with the plans we already had I think we just decided we would reassess everything look at what we were already doing how we could kind of again adapt 
that. Um, but we yeah. even did something in the middle. We did like a little pub quiz for like our partners while we we're all kind of yes, getting, you did. Yeah, yeah. trying to get used to like how, how we were working, and we're looking at we just launched a new website, so we're also working on how stuff was set up there. But then from then on, we've just been creating like as high quality content as we can consistently with like what we think people want to be hearing about. And rather than uh-huh. kicking out a webinar, we'll make sure that we have it from like a really interesting specialist, or we've got some exclusive survey results or something along sure. the lines to cut through the noise of everyone else that kindly kind of realized content was going to be so important this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- well, I mean, how have you, how have you sort of chosen like, like what to what to sort of cover because mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that people struggle with right yeah is okay we want we want to do something different we want to start talking about different subjects and you know keeping people engaged but how is it you choose a subject that is going to um, engage or connect with your audience well I think it kind of changed throughout the year so in the initial uh, phase which I say was like Q2 really people wanted to be hearing about the pandemic they wanted to be reassured they wanted to hear what other brands were doing um in response but then I think it kind of got into summer and say an email with um anything to do with pandemic in the head it was just like people didn't want to know about it anymore so then it was more (laughs) looking in its group it was more looking at like the aftermath and who wanted to be seeming relevant now and we started this series um like a masterclass series where it's like what are the great players doing right now um and focusing more and like moving forward rather than like what's been going on and how do we immediately react to it it's like okay kind of getting out of that like immediate reaction zone I think so it kind of yeah just paying a lot of attention to what was going on around us I think was the main thing and not being afraid to ditch project at the last minute because it just wasn't relevant that's that's a key thing right not being afraid to ditch and I've always said that to, to to customers yeah you know, we work in this. Uh, we work in this industry, and we, we've got all these sort of digital tools that allow us to kind of um, just dump something and move on very quickly. Mm. Um, so, you know, don't don't be don't have like knee jerk reactions to things, but you know, a- allow yourself the, the 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 chance to kind of just move on to something new if that's what you um, that's what you can you know you feel and you're getting that sort of feedback that these things just aren't working it's you know there's something you you need to be able to do so that's that's brilliant and I I love the way you said you know that people just were turned off by certain sort of subject lines or something because it had pandemic in it because for that reason um, and I, I love I love you know watching um, BBC News in the morning, but for that reason, we kind of just didn't turn on the news anymore in the morning. Exactly. Just yes. just decided that yeah, we didn't want it, didn't want it anymore. Yeah, especially during those early yeah. months, you know, when like there was no sport, there was no nothing going on in the world mm-hmm. except like bad news. It was actually super depressing. Yeah. I just stopped. I don't do I don't do social media. I like I had, I went on social media blackouts for like the last two years now, three years maybe. But okay. I didn't even do news. Like I hadn't hadn't done news for quite a few months until recently, just because it was so depressing. I like reading everything. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I but think- isn't, that, isn't that a weird thing that you you couldn't? I, I I remember sort of seeking news that wasn't COVID and yeah. being having a real difficult time finding that. That was really that was really sort of annoying. Which is which is again why you know finding alternative content. Um, or creating that alternative content is is something that's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be 
sort of reaching out to people and it's going to really connect with them. I think that's that's something uh, in itself is 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 either seeking it out or creating your own content. I think that's um, there's something to be said for that. And like you like you were saying, Emily, obviously started with is not not being wedded to like your strategy, and I think that you know that's that should be present in every part of your life, whether it's your daily routine or your work strategy or your company strategy. But this year, more than ever, it's you know things are so dynamic. You know, you have another lockdown; you need to change. You know, like it's so important, just not you know not like you say to make a knee jerk reaction, but just to be prepared to throw it away. And look at the next yeah. best alternative because you know a lot of us plan like year to year, but obviously that's <laughs> not not smart to be like right. Let's plan for the whole of 2021. But yeah, there could be two major parts of 2021. How do we how do we engage with the first part where it's likely going to be similar to how it is now versus the second half? Yeah, hopefully will be much more open. Do we just like open the floodgates and like run through, or do we kind of? you know take us take a survey see where it's heading like i don't know it's going to be really sure. it's going to be really exciting I'm, I'm personally very excited like a lot of people get get a bit nervous about it but i'm i'm excited but i think i'm excited to possibly get back out to, to trade shows again that i've just i just yeah that's that's one thing just yeah. seeing people that's, that's one thing for me yeah i agree i, I agree i mean like used to be i i've been the last like year maybe every time you get asked to go to a trade show like with the team you're kind of like oh no it's okay someone else can go i'll sacrifice my position like secretly loving it but actually now i'm like yeah trade show invite came up like magento imagine i'd be hands up like scrapping for the, the ticket pretty much <laughs> i think, I'd probably I think that's gonna be the case <clears throat> yeah see what they actually are like in the first instance because i feel like yeah. things will you know numbers will be limited etc and it'll be really interesting to see how that experience will also change because it will probably need to change um and how that's yeah how i'm really interested to see and we don't i don't know if we'll get to see that in 2021 or whether it'll be 2022 but yeah i'm interested to see how that plays out it's got it's got to be different, right? And I, I've been saying this to people for a while. We did we did a um, a summit a few years back, and um, we had a, a panel, and we were talking about the death of the high street. I don't want to make this sound like sort of really really bleak, but we were talking about the death of the high street, or or, or the, the 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 way the high street is changing <clears throat> from what you knew it to be, um, and just saying like you know the little stores they they just wouldn't be around anymore. You know, you couldn't sort of, sort of justify having those smaller stores. Mm. Um, and it would be sort of the bigger brands and the brands that will be able to have like experiential things going on in their stores. So you wouldn't necessarily go to a store to buy something, but you go for the whole experience. You want to go, you know, feel things and get it, especially for clothing and stuff. You want to get a, a feel for those things. And, you know, you want to see how these things work or, you know, actually speak to someone and see the whites of their eyes. And yeah. I guess that works for B2B and B2C as well. You know, it, there's one thing being able to do business over a, 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 a sort of a, a, um, a call, a Zoom call, whatever. But there's something else being, you know, being able to interact with someone and, and see them and, and have a proper conversation with them face to face um and and, you know, and sort of thrash through um business type things and again for for b2b in our world and uh, you know i haven't seen you in ages james and it's probably be because we haven't been able to get out and and uh, go to these events but you know i'd see you guys all the time you'd be yeah. if you weren't in our office 
you'd we'd see you at a trade show and it would be you know i'll see i'll see you soon so it's it was so strange when you went into lockdown you just realized i haven't seen these people in years well it felt like years um yeah so i I just feel like we're gonna have um more of a focus these trade shows are now we're gonna be uh, people are gonna be so uh, so much more um geared up and um and focused on what they want to get from them exactly and i think they're gonna be so much better going forward but it's the question of when that's going to be. Um, you know, that's 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 the key for that. But have you guys are you guys prepared for again pivoting again for for what twenty twenty? It sounds weird saying twenty twenty one, but for what twenty twenty one is going to throw at you? I mean, you kind of just have to accept that we don't really know what's mm. going to go on, and make sure that you're like prepared for all outcomes where possible. Um, we've also started quite a few content initiatives that we'll be carrying on with anyway. And we've got some penciled in trade shows and we'll just kind of see how it goes. I think I'm also yeah. quite looking forward to like smaller events being able to happen again, because I think our industry has done really well at kind of creating these virtual wine tastings and such like, but like yes. that's something that I think is really suffered as well and I think also like you said with people are going to be a lot more keen to get out to trade shows etc I think people will be a lot more keen to get to those smaller events as well and I think that they'll have a really good attendance rate um so if they'll be yeah. able to have round tables yeah round yeah. tables yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah that's that's where it's out I think yeah I, I, think, um, uh, I think I don't know about other industries and I can only really speak for e-commerce but I think we'd we'd sort of fallen into a bit of like monotony with the trade shows and the, mm. the dinners and like the come to this seminar or like go and log on to this thing. And it was all like quite samey. And then we almost tried yeah. to do that at the start of the lockdown. Like, oh yeah, that, this company's done this. And then like 50 companies do the same thing. Oh, this company's done yeah. that. 50 years. And I actually feel like now now we've got through the year and people got bored of like the repetition there's some quite like yeah. interesting more interesting things happening and people are starting yeah. to get more engaged and i think that that will kind of continue as we i hope that will continue as we move to a more uh faced or we have some ability to do some more face-to-face smaller events and those get to scale up i think that would be really exciting yeah I think I think you're right. I think people are sort of trying to think outside the box now. And I um I okay. Here's here's something for you guys. If you don't do it already, I follow um on LinkedIn. It's like um uh, famous marketing campaigns or something like that. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll probably get the name and put it in the in the show notes. Um, but I I, f- I follow it and I saw one of the the uh, marketing um sort of campaigns and it was it was for storage for like uh, walnuts or something. And it was basically the packaging was a squirrel face. Yes. And yeah. in where the cheeks should be, you saw it. Where the cheeks should be is where the nuts were stored. <laughs> and it's just genius. Yeah. But I think that's what we're we're sort of being pushed towards now is you know, we couldn't go to get out to events and, um, you know, we couldn't do the things that we wanted to do. So we had to start thinking out of the box more. And those cheese and wine events, um, uh, you know, those that, that you sort of mentioned, they they were good. You know, they, yeah. they, were, they were really sort of good. It, it sort of, it, it weirdly brought people together, even though it was, they were so far away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to be doing more is, you know, take that box and step aside from it and really think from outside that box because um, you know that's the only way you're gonna you're gonna really make an impact with people. 
Um, and I just think, yeah, just get those creative juices flowing and and ask everyone on on their opinions because even the person in in sort of accounts that you wouldn't expect to have a view on something, they might have a brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, and just sort of take that on board and, and and try it out. I think that's that's kind of what this year has has sort of taught us, right? Is to just sort of think outside the box and and, and get a bit uh, get a bit weird. I feel like. <laughs> yeah sorry James go yeah I was just gonna say on on the ideas thing I think it's sometimes people feel like you know I have to come up with the ideas because I'm in this role or I'm the marketing person or I'm email marketing person I have to come up with the ideas but actually you know like I I, I've been really fortunate I kind of like guys I really don't at the start of lockdown the team I don't really know what we should do here there's no playbook for this what do you think is gonna help like you get through the day like how we help each other how we run our meetings how we like how we work towards our targets. And actually, you know, I have to say, I've not come up with any good ideas, but the team's come up with so many good ideas. And my job has really just been to implement them. And I think um, it's a revelation for me that actually, not that people couldn't come up with good ideas, but actually you can feel much more free to ask for ideas and people are, you know, it takes the burden off you. It gives other people ownership. They feel included, like, you know, that's not just your marketing campaign. That's like you, mm. Bob from accounts. He's part of that marketing campaign as well. And that's should probably be, they should be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, I really do think, yeah, just getting more people involved. And <clears throat> here's, here's a question then. Do you think that becomes more difficult once you have a much larger team and you're more global does that become more difficult, or or should it should that um, should that be easier because you have more people? I guess it just has to be. Sorry, Millie, you go first. I was going to say it really depends because I think we're quite fortunate in that in our immediate team, um, everyone's quite forthright with their opinion, but at the same time, we're very open to feedback. So you could give an yeah. completely out of field idea, and it could get a oh great, let's definitely do that, or a, maybe not this time, you know. Which I think is like but it, valuable. Yeah, and I think what you, you've you've got a great point there because you've got to create an environment for people to feel comfortable to come yeah, forward definitely. and and say these things. Because I mean, yeah, again, you know, we keep talking about this this Bob in accounts, this uh, <laughs> this fictional character Bob in accounts. But if Bob in accounts has an idea, you've got to create that environment that he can step forward and say look i've been thinking that maybe we can do this mm-hmm. and that you know people aren't just going to go whatever you're in accounts um yeah. but you know can take it on board and you, you've actually got that platform to to speak on i think that is what um what you should be en- enabling and our, that sort of thing happened with I, I forget the um the brand that we were we were working with but what they used to do was to come up with their subject lines they used to do um, like a Friday sort of, um, um, you know, no holds bars or throw throw out there and we'll, we'll use it type thing and people will vote on it. And they just asked the team what the subject line should be. Um, and they were and, you know, better that, than everyone else's. Exactly. Yeah. And even if it was just like left field and it just yeah. didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily advise this, you know, not being connected to the, to, to the, to the email at all. But in some cases it was. It yeah. was just, it would just, it made, it made no sense. Um, but it was like, okay, that's, that's actually pretty funny. It made us chuckle. So let's go with it. And I think that's, um, that's what um, you've got to just allow that sort of, um, that sort of melting pot of just ideas, basically. Yeah. It's like diversity of thinking, diversity of ideas is 
so underrated and actually when you're sat alone in your room as I am now unlike sat in the office with 20 50 how many how big your office is you know you need to be make it really open because like if you don't make it open for people to contribute now then yeah you're you're basically alone and that's a horrible place for any human being to feel like they're alone having to create something and they don't have the ideas it's like not a nice place to be so yeah yeah I think also, yeah, you've got to, got to be open. Yeah, along with like, so go, go. along with like laterally across departments, I think one of the things that was really cool and that I found at Nosto is you, everyone, no matter like how junior you are or how senior you are, if you mention something, it's like taken seriously and you can have the idea and you run with that as well, which I thought was really mm-hmm. cool. Because I joined Nosto as an intern like a year ago and I'm just like, well, I'd say I'm quite a mouthy person, perhaps. <laughs> I think you have to be in this industry, but go on, go yeah, on. But I remember I was speaking to my friends about it and they're like, you said that in this meeting. I'm like, yeah, why should I not be doing this? Because I work in a different industry. And I feel yeah. like that's quite cool about our industry that you don't really, it doesn't really matter who's said it. If you've said it and you think you agree with it or you disagree with it, you just treat it as kind of the same, which I think is really yeah. cool. The only bad think, idea is the one I, not said yeah exactly exactly and you know what even if it's not right for for this campaign then we can save it and play it for you know for another one i think that's that's it you've got to speak up i I love the fact as well that you were an intern and you sort of you sort of made your made your way in here's a question for you how did you even find um not just nosto but the industry and think actually i want to want to intern there well basically i was looking at all different kinds of marketing roles and as I, I, as okay. I was like fresh graduate mm-hmm. and I'd been looking at a lot of different roles and basically I was found quite a few um through I can't remember the name of their recruitment company now but it's like a very popular recruitment company in London um and there's a Pareto uh no I can't remember um other other recruitment companies are available yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah, exactly they were working with nosco as well and i'd also seen on somebody i knew's linkedin was like advertising for their marketing role right um internship and basically they were looking at different sales roles for like similar companies but then i was looking them all up online and then it just seemed like it was quite a fun place to work and i looked more into the industry i kind of like fell into the industry to be honest yeah when i started looking at the actual like tasks I'd be doing etc I was like oh that just really suits me whatever and on my second day it was e-commerce expo so we kind of got thrown in (laughs) it was all about chaos to be honest um but I just really liked it and the team's really nice and like I say it's like a good environment for learning because just as much as you can say your idea like someone else can also when they tell you they don't like their idea they normally tell you why and yeah, you yeah. get feedback a lot, like very regularly, which is really cool um, as well. And then, yeah, just kind of went from there. So I've got to ask you now. So e-coms expo, you said that's that was like your second day. Yeah. 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 OK, did, did you go to do enjoy the after parties for e-commerce expo? Were you there? I was fairly good. You know, I didn't I didn't go to the formal um, the awards ceremony okay but okay you know, I was fairly good I didn't want to make that impression but don't worry that shyness has since worn off I'm, I'm <laughs> okay good 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 I mean it's it's one thing about our industry um a bit wild and 
yeah, the ecosystem without <laughs> um, being too, too too nerdy saying that. It's always a fun party. Yeah. It's yeah. always it it's always a fun party. And I think we've we've all sort of missed that over the, the course of the, the last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we bring those back because again, this is this is why this whole sort of um, podcast sort of came to us is mm. is I was just thinking, you know, I meet so many and don't take any offense, but weird people yeah. when, when we go to events. And you just think, I had no idea that you, you sort of, you know, that was the sort of thing you were into and you did that. And, you know, you never really get to see that. You see some of it when you're in like a meeting with a with a, 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 a client. But yeah. you know, how many times does a client see the vendor in a different light? And I, I kind of thought that would be kind of kind of cool to, to get get from people. But, yeah. but yeah. there you go. There you go um <clears throat> let's okay so let's let's almost like wrap up your your topic by by just me throwing out there are you, are you, apart from apart from yourselves you know you do, you guys do really well i um i sort of uh reached out to, to chloe the other day and said some of your reports are brilliant like yeah. i just loved, loved looking at, at the stuff that you put out and i just thought yeah this this is really cool stuff but I don't. I don't mean like um, any vendors, but do you, do you think there are any sort of brands out there that are just um, sort of killing it? They're really, they're, especially over the last year, they really sort of nailed it and they um, they sort of pivoted well. I'm not sure about uh, pivot. I think they've always done this well, but um, I think Gymshark has done a great job in their like <sighs> approach to the pandemic with their and the way they speak to customers, the way they've supported like mm-hmm. essentially like their industry being the fitness industry. I think they've mm-hmm. really uh, aced it in in so many ways. Um, so, if you have if you don't follow them on 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 LinkedIn and Ben Francis on LinkedIn, then I would definitely recommend that. It's just it's just a great way to speak to your customers, like you said at the top of the call, Gav. Like understanding who your customer is, what they need right now, what resonates with them. Like Jim Sharp mm-hmm. equals fucking nailed it, basically. So yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, that's that's my one. Uh, without thinking about it too much. Yeah, yeah. I, can I can I put you on the spot, Millie? You don't have to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm currently uh, doing this masterclass series, so I've been looking at brands that are not like our customers, to be honest. But I've been looking yeah. for a Nike, and you touched on it earlier on the whole omni-channel experience stores rather than bricks and mortar, and then your yeah stores and it's really interesting to see what brands are kind of doing that experience store thing now because i feel like that's going to become huge but then again there's also the obstacle of with the pandemic kind of hygiene over that kind of thing like you all need to be in there and touching stuff and that's the whole point of the place so i'd be really interested to see where that goes but i'd probably Mm -hmm. say yeah nike at the moment i think it's really interesting I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really pedantic here and and, and correct you. It's Nike. Nike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I I I I I love my sneakers. I um I I collect. Um and uh, oh, should I say I collect? You're I, a I buy head. That's you said it now. You said it now. That's on. That's live. That's live direct. Um, yeah, I'm a size size eight UK. If anyone's if anyone's listening. <laughs> anyone's um, uh, and wants to send me a pair of, of, of trainers um yeah and I, I i agree with you completely because you you get i hope they don't um mind me saying but you, especially with the nike store 
Mm. Nike store isn't always the place to go and buy Nike. Yeah. Mm. It's the place to go and experience Nike, yeah. you know, and, and get a feel for exactly what they're about. Um, I think more, and I could be wrong with this, I think more tourists maybe go to Nike Town and, and yeah. they, they buy. Um, <laughs> yeah, Apple's, uh, and, though, right? Apple's been doing it for almost yeah. a year. But they have a similar yeah. model in that you still, well, you still kind of buy from Apple, but you buy from Apple online, but you'd go and experience yes. it in store. And I think Nike, Nike exactly. are trying to do the same thing. And they're actually trying to move everything D to C, but be selling through their website and have there you go. experience yeah. through the store. So they're not doing any wholesale anymore. Yeah. That's the plan. I'm not sure when by, but yeah. yeah. What's your it's, brand it's pick, good. Gav? What would you, would you pick one? Or have you got any that are your fave? I mean, I mean, yeah. Millie, Millie's kind of, kind of taken my one. I, I think. Sorry, no, no, it's it's fine. But I think throughout the year they've shown some really cool stuff, and 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 not to put the the pressure on sort of Adidas, but I think Adidas have almost looked towards Nike and what they're doing. Some mm. of their ads this year, Nike have been outstanding. Yeah, and really connecting with the audience. Um, and really, it's it's the whole sort of empathy thing, right? You understand what people are going through. And you kind of uh, put, uh, put something out there which really throws back and connects to them. And I think they've done that brilliantly this year. Yeah. Some of the ads have just been, I've, I've, you know, when you see an advert and you share it with people, that's when something is, is shit hot. When and, you're watching um, YouTube and you don't press skip. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's that. And, you know, some of the ads were, were, were lengthy. But you just watch. Do you do you remember the one that was sort of a split screen? Yeah, but it was all sort of edited in perfect timing. Um, that is that's the sort of thing. And yeah, it's been it's been a year where you just sort of you've needed something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think and it, you know brands that have been able to to do that that type of thing have have been um, have been brilliant. And not to shout out just like one of our clients, but um, there's a there's a, a travel company called Black Tomato who. Who they, they some of the the emails they sent this year were brilliant because you know they couldn't focus on getting people to to buy um, flights you know yeah. uh, and and sort of whole um, encompassing sort of travel experiences but what they're able to do was kind of hark on what happened the year previously and just say look these are the memories we will make some memories again um, but you know for the time being let's just just look back to look forward and I think mm. it's it's those sorts of things I've I've seen this year that that kind of that kind of sort of uh, uh, resonated with me, but um, and that's the go. thing about just like isn't it? Just thinking about, I know it's really easy to say, oh, just think positively; it's all going to be okay, and, and that's that is much harder than it sounds. But actually, yeah. when you do start to do it, it it really like is a, is a spiral rather than like you know just like feeling negative is a spiral. Actually, it's really hard to get on exactly. the positivity wheel, but once you do, it's quite it's much easier to go yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, I think also with brands who have been trying to ignore what's been going on in their marketing and be like, oh, we're great. And it, it's not been impacted by this year, I think have kind of been slightly annoying to watch, like mm. you're watching some holiday advert and they're just trying to sell you flights that aren't even going to take off or whatever. It's going to damage your relationship yeah. with brand. Whereas if it's like yeah. giving you the right kind of messaging, you're going to remember that in a better light so it's almost like don't damage your reputation by ignoring what's going on in a way um yeah i agree i agree with that okay. i agree with that and i uh, look at this look at this seamless link i'm gonna put to, i'm gonna throw out there <laughs> and 
you know, so you don't you don't damage your reputation. I want to end up with uh, with looking at some musical recommendations from you guys. Now, this could damage your reputation because um, a lot of people are going to. Well, we hope a lot of people are going to listen to this. So, um, I the, the reason for this, the music music um, recommendations, is because when I work, I cannot. I cannot listen to music. It it just really throws me. I end up singing along to, to lyrics and it just it completely throws me. So what I have to do is I listen to rain sounds. I've mm. got a, an app called Rain Rain and literally I listen to that. I, I play like, I mix like thunder and, and, and waves crashing and rain. Yeah. And that just helps me to sort of chill out and I can actually sort of get on and, and write bits and pieces. Um, so without that, I, I, I couldn't sort of continue. But... Because of that, I don't always get out and listen to to, to new stuff and, and get exposed to new music. So I'm looking to my guests to um, to give me some uh, musical recommendations and uh, and not embarrass themselves. Um, so <laughs> so um, James, James, gone. Do I don't it. mind embarrassing Sorry, I'm myself. Um, so that's fine. Okay. Um, I really like the the waves and rain i i use an app uh-huh. noisily which is kind of sounds very similar to what you've got um okay when i do listen to music i'm a bit similar i kind of like go through waves of being able to concentrate through it but i have a very stark balance between like some pretty hardcore like trance music um <laughs> like asterix we've been listening to recently with a, with a colleague it's pretty heavy going like if you listen to it um and then I also really love uh, Ludovico Einaudi, the piano, the pianist. So I go between like this hardcore, like sweaty trance music, and then this, yeah, like Philharmonic Orchestra, Ludovico Einaudi. Uh I can't really tell you what affects the choice, to be honest. But um, then, yeah, I love a bit of Disney Princess as well to just mix things up, Pocahontas or. I, I was going to ask you which your favorite. What's your favorite Disney princess? Probably, probably Pocahontas and um, whatever the main one is. Millie, I don't know if you know the name of it. I can't remember. No, oh, I have what? no idea. Sorry. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. Moana, maybe. I like Moana. No, it's the Pocahontas, the main song. I'll, I'll Google it while you're talking. Oh, right. oh I don't. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, and so, 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 Millie. Go on. What's um? What's your uh, your your weapon of choice when it comes to music? Well, I and I need a track from both of you because we're going to add it to a to a, a um a playlist on Spotify. So okay. I need a track. Okay. Well, I'd say <clears throat> that I have very very mixed things that I listen to, like James. And, and rather than being that I can't listen to anything with words in it, I just can't listen to it to anything that I don't know, because if right. I know the words already, then. I I don't have to think about like they're not fresh, you know. So I can do okay. things with words in, but it's got to be something like quite old. That right. Gonna, yeah. Okay. I listen to maybe some things like Aretha Franklin or something. Okay. Or Abba, okay. If I need a bit of okay. pet. Or Abba, did you say? Yeah, or Abba. I quite like if I'm struggling in the afternoon and I need a bit of a like pet. Any particular Abba track? Uh gimme, gimme, gimme is always a good one. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay, and and Aretha? Uh I like Respect. Okay, okay, okay. Brothers, great. Okay, um, okay. Maybe <clears throat> Massive Attack or something like this. If it's like right, just okay, calm. Yeah, but I make my okay. playlists for like different moods, so it's all like random tracks that I don't know all the names of. 
Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm the same. And yeah. um, I do. I do. Uh, I do sort of throw together sort of new playlists. I need to give myself some time to put together some new playlists. But yeah. this, this, all of this stuff is going to go onto the um, <laughs> Naughty by Nature um, Spotify playlist. It'll be quite a shuffle. <laughs> it's going to be a shuffle. <laughs> trust me. Um, did you find that track, James? Um, I think it's it just around. Said. I can't even remember what it's called, but the one I would put on the playlist is kind of a bit l- like less hardcore trance, but the new um, bicep kind of EP okay. has a song called Apricots on it, which is actually really good for concentrating as well. It's kind of, if you like trance and dance music, it's kind of similar. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that on board. Yeah, go for okay. it. Thank you guys. That's been really good. I've, I've really enjoyed that. Um, uh congratulations again james thank you um appreciate it and um thank you for bringing millie along um this is this is really good i i feel like we need to almost have like a a a session like this again just to kind of release on a few bits and pieces but um you know maybe maybe in season two you guys can come back and shake things up again um but thank you for being part of this uh, episode of uh, Naughty by Nurture. Um, we will have uh, more for you guys to listen to. I, um, I'm not sure who's up next, but um, but please, please stay tuned and uh, and subscribe and keep listening. Um, but uh, thank you from me. And uh, I guess thank you from you guys as well. Thanks for having us, Gav. Yeah. No, no problem. Cheers.